Hey homies, it's Liz. This is Brandon. And you're listening to Ain't That Something Podcast. A tripod production. Welcome back everybody, it's your boy Brandon. Your girl Liz. And we are back with another great episode of Ain't That Something. Today we have a very, very, very special guest. I've had him in class numerous times. My friend Liz has had him numerous times. His name is Dr. Professor Alex Jenkins. <laughs> How are hey, you? Hey, everybody. Yeah. Um, good. Um, you know, surviving, I think, like everybody else is. Yeah. We are. Uh, we're pulling through it as just as much as everybody else is, like you said. Uh, <laughs> these are unprecedented times, to be uh, without a doubt. And yeah, if I if I never hear somebody say that again, I will be so happy. <laughs> it's like when, when John Fry sends out his emails, students, I know we are living in unprecedented times. Like, chill, bro. We get it. <laughs> but what what have you been up to? We uh, I know that me and Liz, all we do is papers and podcasts. So, what about you? Uh, I I grade paper. <laughs> uh, it's a yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's. I think the the interesting thing for me through all this has been like that that separation of work life and life life yeah. has completely just been obliterated. <laughs> so you know, I, I found that to be really difficult. Is you know, I have a family and they're downstairs right now, and it's hard to like drag myself to to work sometimes because it's more fun to play with the kids. Oh. But you know, it's, it's a lot of working and a lot of just trying to trying to make it through to the next day, which looks a lot like the day before, which looks <laughs> yeah. a lot like every day since March. Do your kids like having you home? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think so. My, my daughter's been doing the online school thing. She's in, she's in second grade. She's about to turn eight. Oh, wow. And she's, she's doing the online school thing, and she does really well with it. So um, and my, son, my son's, he's five and he's we decided to have him do preschool again to hopefully give him a year a, a, a kindergarten year that's somewhat normal yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense to put him to start him like in real school right now when everything's as crazy as it is yeah that we were really you know we were worried about him he's a really smart kid but we want him to have that year of like transition from you know being a preschooler to being you know first grades it looks a lot more like school than kindergarten yeah. looks yeah. like school but you know, I, I, I'll tell you one one thing that I definitely say all the time to my <laughs> to my wife is that I'm so glad that I teach uh, you know at, at a university level because I see what like my daughter's teacher does, and I don't know that I would be sane. I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm still teetering on sanity yeah. uh, as it is, um, and, and I just I I have so much respect for teachers, you know, the elementary school teachers that. Are, are doing this online it's 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 amazing yeah they still what, have to make it lively do. and all that um they still got to make it like full participation whereas you guys can just go lecture for an hour and see you later like uh so there's that huge difference yeah I do, uh, well i, I don't want to do that in class because that's just sounds like that doesn't sound like fun for me and that doesn't <laughs> sound like fun for you <laughs> no, no um so that is definitely not what i'm trying to do in in class but it's hard the zoom thing is hard it um, amazes I think we're all... me how, like, 
all these young kids, like kindergartners, five, six years old, are like expected to learn how to use it, these technologies too. But I mean, also it's a whole different generation that's grown up with these. But like, I don't know, it just amazes me that they like know how to use Zoom and like learn from it as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my daughter, you know, it's not just the the learn the learning part of it right the the things you know learning to read learning to do math and that kind of stuff but she also has to learn how to like navigate they use microsoft teams and oh all these like <laughs> i can barely use microsoft can, teams yeah. <laughs> and all these like these like different like lms systems that they have um you know for for learning at, at, at her at her school so it's just kind of amazing to me that they're they're able to to do this um because I don't know, I, I get into a Zoom and I'm like, all right, well, I've used this how many times now? But where's the record? Where's the you know? Where's the thing to break to do breakout groups and all that stuff? So that they're able to do it at less than ten years old is kind of amazing to me. Yeah, they um, uh, they say that like our generation, like Liz and I, like we're like digital natives, but like your kids are like true digital natives. Like all the tech that they're doing, it's just mind boggling. Like you're explaining. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you know, my daughter's from the time she was like two. We had an iPad and we're doing like learning games with her on that, and you know, she knows she uh, she knows how to how to do it. Or I, you know, I, I'm old enough that I got <laughs> we had a computer because my mom worked for Hewlett Packard. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like in the late '80s, early '90s. But and she got a she got fifty percent off the computer and it still costs like two grand. What? But we had one, so I was really lucky. But you know, I remember when we got the internet and I was probably like eleven or twelve. Woo. Yeah, I can't just. <laughs> like, I, like we like Brandon said, like me and him, our generation is considered like digital natives. But I do yeah. re- remember a time in my childhood yeah. where I didn't have a computer. Yeah. Like it was. It's not like your children who have grown up with an iPad and have been integrated with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's second nature to them to have touch screens and, right, and just, I, 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 I think it's it's interesting the way that, you know, the differences in the way that I think about technology and, and media and those environments and the way that your guys' generation, which, I mean, you guys are 10, 15 years younger than me, so it's not that long and you know in the in the long run but there's a significant difference and then the difference between that 15 year 10 between a 12 15 year gap for you guys and and my kids you know it's just it's it's right that the rate of change for technology is is so fast and just what we understand um is is so much different now uh i'm gonna say this was probably the most uh intelligent conversation <laughs> we've had on this so podcast. I don't, I don't, and, and it's, it's cuz we have a professor and we have on. a professor on here and that's completely okay cuz like well, yeah and i don't want to i don't necessarily want to turn this into like hey no, we have to talk about like no, no, it's it's funny in class <laughs> media <laughs> ecology stuff that alex likes to talk about that it definitely does not have to be like no. that. but uh, what people might not know is that the reason that we have this podcast and the reason why it's successful uh debatable (laughs) debatable. shout out to 38 regular users is because alex actually uh in the media club he's like armand is uh, graduating and he needs to find somebody to get uh to take over his podcast and then he said that i would be really good at it which it turned like yeah 
he wasn't lying. But uh, <laughs> but then uh, I took Armand's podcast and like a true PR person, I rebranded it for, as my own and brought Liz around. So we have to thank Alex for everything we have right now. This is all you're doing. This is all you're doing. So like uh, I will take blame or comp- or compliments or it's whichever. It's one hundred percent credit. Uh, we even <laughs> gave you a shout out on our final episode. We were thanking everybody for it. So our final episode of last season, first person that we came to thank was you. So that's that's a big one. Um, well, thank you guys. That's, oh, no. That means a lot to me. Oh no worries. So one thing that people might not know is that you went to Drexel, correct? And I did. You were you also now teach at Drexel. So you I did. Here for, oh, I do. <laughs> you, a real dragon. You're a real dragon. What is that like? I, what was that making that transition from student to professor at the same university? I, I haven't had much much problem with it, and I think a lot of that goes to the you know the other people in in our department, and there's some really great great people. And so my my Drexel story is that I I did my undergrad at Drexel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had about a year where I was a manager at a warehouse of like a pet store in Lumberyard kind of place out where I'm from. And I got a call from one of my former professors that I had worked on some research with and said, hey, I can hire a full-time research assistant. Do you want to do it? I said, yeah. yeah. So I I did that for about two years. And the time that that was ending, they were starting the PhD program. And they said, you know, you'd be really good at this. Why don't you hop on board? So I hopped on board on that. And then uh, when, when I finished my PhD, I was kind of in the wild. I did some, did some teaching here. I did some teaching at, at, at Temple. I did some teaching at um, Philadelphia University, which is now Jefferson. And then there was a, a position that came open. And I just, you know, timing just happened to be right a couple times for me. Well, you are... um, but I had this, like, this long Drexel story. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you see, I know that there's a lot of, things that Drexel gets crap for. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, I think there's a lot of good things about Drexel too. Um, it's a, like most things, it, right? There's, there's good things and there's bad things. And I don't think that I would be, have been here for so long if I didn't find a lot of things that I do like about being here. Yeah, One of them being this, the students. I think the students uh, are, uh, are great. And, um, yeah, I have so, so many, especially now that I'm, you know, full-time and, and teaching a lot, and I get to know you guys more, um, I think there's a really a really powerful piece of that, me enjoying my job, yeah. even when it is stressful and and, um, and those kinds of things, is having been there and having been in your guys' shoes, I think helps too. Because yeah. I know what it's like to take six classes a quarter yeah. and and just want to just want to be done <laughs> after the 10 weeks I, i've i've lived Amen. it um so i think that i think that helps me in some ways kind of connect with students i hope I, I try and i think that connection is very evident as you do have a pretty substantial fan club uh <laughs> two right here so there's two right here for the team alex uh so i talk highly of all my comp professors but one per- I, I, you can even ask Liz. I will always hype you up before I hype anybody else up, and so we have just like the utmost appreciation for everything you do. Like, there's some professors that are very professional with their academics and make it and keep it professional in the classroom. But there's I just, nothing wrong with there's that. nothing wrong. But yeah. I just feel like with you and a few other professors, we can have like an actual conversation based off of like the based off of like the material in or out of the classroom. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody has a different style, and you know, it, it's one of the things that is difficult about 
teaching and I'm growing up even probably when I was in college I never imagined myself being a teacher yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you, you know it's it, it you go to to grad school you get you know get a to, P, uh, to get a PhD and it's it's part of the gig and so you kind of learn and I think some people maybe don't oh, I don't want to say that they're just just different styles um, and so I'm kind of I try to be more or less the same person in front of the class that I am outside of the class yeah and that works that works for me and I, I think it doesn't work for other people you're just a generally universal person all around um, and uh, believe it or not I was actually thinking about doing the PhD program for a long time I had this discussion with Liz and then I even like uh, talking about flipping coins. Uh, oh my god! I even thought about. Uh, I took my LSATs, right? I did fairly well on them, and I was going to apply to law school, but then I had a crisis, and then so I asked Liz, uh, "Do you want to tell the story?" He he texts me with no context. He's like heads or tails, and I was like, "Why?" He's like, "I need to make a decision." I thought it was just gonna be like a simple decision, and then I was like heads, and then he's just like okay, and then he like gives in a little more about what his sister's in one is and he's like okay i guess i'm going to law school and i was just like hold up <laughs> i was just like no you're not i was like i know you you won't like law school and i was just <laughs> like brandon you can't flip a coin to decide your future <laughs> i was like you can flip a coin if you don't know what to order at a restaurant but like law school no <laughs> yeah make sure you really want to do law yeah, um, I think like you, like you said, you were in that teetering balance for a little bit. Where uh, I think I'm in that spot right now. I have had a couple of interviews that went. Uh, I graduate in the spring, so I've had a couple of interviews that are successful, but I still don't know like right, what I want to do. Um, and I don't, I don't want to have to move back home because it's not cool to be 26 years old and to move back into your childhood bedroom, you know. So I really need to like get that all I mean, figured out. It's, I think it's, <laughs> it's so unfair to ask people that are 20 25 like now eh, figure out what you want to do like yeah. because n nobody nobody, n nobody knows. knows and I, I think for a lot of people they look if you if you know what you want to do and you go to college and like you're you're there and like you you have this drive and you know exactly but i think for most of us that's not the the reality of it and, and so to people like don't even end up doing what their degree mm -hmm. entails most of the time. oh yeah yeah i mean some i i knew i knew a guy i was uh when i was in high school um uh, i worked at a driving range and there was a, a regular that would come in all the time and he was a he was a big uh, he was a big shot at um at dupont mm -hmm. and he was in uh, I, I forget exactly what he did but he his background was in chemistry and he's like i don't use my degree at all so figure out something you want to do and then life will happen and you'll wind up somewhere. That's um, and I think that's, you know, for, for you guys, for, for other students and something that I mentioned whenever this comes up, like that first job that you get out of college is not, does not have to be your career. If it's not, the, if it is not, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. If it is not like your dream job, that's fine. Like you have a whole life to figure that out because you might realize that what you thought was your dream job kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. so I, th I think there's so much pressure on, you know, young people 
that right you have to know where, what you want to do you have to go to college you have to be ready mm. um and then to come out and, and and all this stuff and i i think that it's plus all the economic oh, God. pressures in the yeah. way that that's like stacked against people has been stacked against people you know my age and, and your guys age and and, and younger and, and maybe we can make that a little bit better now but right there's economic pressures that cause people to have to move back home i think is a it's it's a normal part of life now so don't feel don't feel negatively about that brandon you're making me feel a lot better like i don't <laughs> yeah no but i've yeah. been seeing more um articles online talking about how millennials and younger generations how like moving back home is kind of necessary at this point which like i mean sucks to hear because like i love my parents and family and all but like living at home is just not the vibe but yeah yeah i know and and i mean we're living through a mishandled pandemic here say it louder for the people (laughs) like there's just so much there's like so much stuff right now and i mean the the positive way to look at it too is like if you have the option to go home and it's something that you need to do or want to do like consider yourself so lucky you have that because there's a lot of people that can't or or don't without a doubt so from here we've talked about this before but we plan on trying out this new segment with you to end this podcast so um we're gonna try out a little game it's a 30 second debate and basically how this is gonna go is alex here's gonna be our judge and moderator and he we all have compiled a list of fun little topics to debate on some that we all created together then Alex has a few curveballs in there that Brandon and I don't know about but Brandon and I will have 30 seconds to debate each other and then after each round Jenkins will be the judge and decide who has made the most convincing argument (laughs) not me (laughs) so and this idea came about because I took public speaking with you last year. Well, that was a while ago. And I remember in preparation for our persuasive argument speech, we all played that super fight game as a class, which I kind of based this off of where we all got those three cards and made our own superhero and had to fight against each other on who would win. (laughs) So this is kind of my version of it that I was inspired by. So to start this off, Brynn and I are going to flip a coin to see who gets which topic. So Heads or tails? I'll call tails. Tails. All right, so I'll get the first topic. You'll get the second one. And okay. then I think we'll have time for about five rounds. All right, so I'll start first. Do you have your timer and everything ready? Uh-huh. I have it ready. All right, so... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the first topic? All right. So the first topic, and I, I swear to, I swear, we put these together, and then I came, we came up with like a list of <laughs> sixteen, and then I came up with another list of fourteen right. just by myself I'm so uh, nervous. this past week. <laughs> um, and this first one is one that I just I jotted down, and it's very on brand for me. Oh, and no. uh, I I. I I randomized the number, the order here, so I I promise you that. Uh, So the first topic is video game or board game? Uh, Video game. Okay. 
All right, video games are better than board games because they are, with the progression of technology in society, they are very immersive. Like there's a VR and then you could transport yourself into a whole different world and get basically experiences through technologies that you can't necessarily do with board games. Also video games using the internet allows you to connect with people all across the world to, um, All right, that was 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Okay, Are you, do I start now? Yeah. All right, so as much as I love video games, you, one thing that you can't do with video games, cheat. And it's uh, you can do that with board games. I can get up, I can go to the bathroom, I can accidentally look at my friend's Uno cards, you know? Or I can accidentally uh, move my uh, character a little bit more down the down the uh, game board, you know? And it's that family aspect of being around a board game with the people around you. Uh, you get to em embrace their personalities, uh, socially distant-wise, as you know. Uh, so six feet apart while you're doing the board game, which is a plus. And Mark, that was 30 seconds. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a lot faster That's than a lot I thought. Bit. 30, yeah, it goes, it goes by fast, man. All right, I'm gonna give it to Liz, uh, just yeah. because it's, you know, it's it's part of my my brand. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the argument. <laughs> wow. Well, no, no. So one thing, Brandon, is that you can definitely cheat at video games. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say. I only play Call of Duty, so I don't know. But I but I do think you're there, there's a really good point there about like the family aspect yeah. of of board games that I that I do really. It was like. hard for me because I'm a board game person. I don't play any video uh, games. So I was like. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So. Yeah, I love board, I love board games. Me as so. well. All right, this next one's good. All right. All right. To vote for a third party or not to. Okay. And I'll start now. Okay, so definitely voting for a third party because looking, think about it. Sometimes <clears throat> you'll have double ply toilet paper and you have single ply toilet paper. That's what the double ply <laughs> toilet paper is. That's a third party. Because like, let's think about it. Two elections ago, so 2016 was like wiping your butt with. Single ply toilet paper or sandpaper? Both aren't going to feel very good, but it'll get the job done. Now, do you want to get the job done, or do you want to have the softest experience possible? And that's by adding in the third thing, and that's double ply toilet paper. Not everybody has the best uh, best brand, but sometimes it's all about softness. And getting... All right, that's 30 seconds. Okay. There's a lot of talk <laughs> about toilet paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you should not vote for a third party, especially learning after this election. Basically, voting for a third party is voting for, uh, not voting for, like, say you vote for a third party and then the election's leaning Democrat. You're basically um, going against that, if it makes sense, because with this, right, the polarization of politics in America, voting for a third party really has no chance of winning, so you're basically kind of counter-voting against one party or another all right that was 30 seconds liz got it. um <laughs> liz, it's it's definitely liz again <laughs> did you not like my my comparison of double plot no, I, mean, I like the i like the i like the toilet paper analogy especially the the sandpaper versus single ply yeah um it gets the job but, but i mean liz is right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a disclaimer that the positions Brennan and I are arguing for may not be our personal ones. No, I should no. have put that out there first. But yeah. yeah, yeah, this is all this is all uh, as as devil's it's a advocate. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is one we came up with together, and I don't remember the context, so I'm just going to read off what we have, and you guys can, oh, okay. can go okay. for it. And Liz, you're you're up first, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, killer whale. Killer whale versus shark. <laughs> All right. Go. All right. Killer. Well, so it, I'm defending in the context of who would like be more deathly. Well, killer whale has the name killer in it. First of all, and if you watch Blackfish, like, actually, Blackfish kind of doesn't really help this, but yeah. Um, my only defense is that Killer Whale has the name Killer in it. I don't really know much about these animals. Uh, wow. <laughs> you're going to win, Bird. I don't know. They're called uh, Orcas. That's... Come on, big Orca. Yeah. That's my defense. All right, Brandon, you ready? Yes. Yeah. There is a franchise of films in the sci-fi network yeah. called Sharknado. There is no killer whale NATO. There is no killer whales dropping from the sky, although it would do some hardcore damage. They're dropping tornadoes out of the sky, and they're galloping people up and just swallowing them whole. I mean, yeah, arguably a killer whale is fatter, but you got a freaking sh uh, you got a shark that's just going to tear you apart limb from limb and then once you get the blood going it's going to bring in its homies and then you're just done it's it's street it's street warfare all right okay i think we know who won <laughs> yeah i mean the, the, you know sharks are, are just one of nature's like <laughs> purest i mean it's it's just a machine to eat stuff yeah. like but that could be a whole uh, media ploy just, <laughs> you don't really know <laughs> Media. So, yeah, I think that, one, that one goes to Brandon. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I it. All I had was killer. <laughs> Sharknado. All right. Oh, this is this this one. This is another one that I came up with. So Brandon, you're up, right? Uh, yes. iPhone or Android? Okay, without a doubt, Android's the way to go. It's like having a phone that has everything that you want. You got all these different add-ons. You can do so much stuff. Plus, you don't have to worry about whether or not your friends are going to send you a really long text message with that dot, dot, dot. There's no waiting in that anticipation. anticipation. Uh, and the phones are way more cheaper. I can throw my Android, <laughs> I can throw my Android really fast far, and it won't break. Why? Because it's Android, and it's not made cheaply like an iPhone is. Funny you say that, Brandon, as we're recording this on a Mac and you just threw your iPhone across the room because iPhone is definitely superior. Because <laughs> I think all three of us here have an iPhone. iPhone is very customizable and very easy to use. I've heard many complaints from Androids that it may be very customizable, but it's kind of hard to adjust from. And also, um, uh, iPhone, like iPhone, is just dominant in the industry. It just shows its popularity amongst people, and then it's not only just a compete or it's yeah. <laughs> All right, that's thirty seconds. Uh, I think there are good points on both sides. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Liz. <laughs> what? Um, I started off with a subtle this is, attack. <laughs> this is favoritism. All right. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of it depends on what you want to use it for. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Myself, I, I'm, I definitely prefer the iPhone. So, full disclosure, I love me an iPhone. I only have Apple products, but okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're at number five. Oh, okay, this is a good one. Yeah. Cake versus pie. Oh God. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why at birthdays we use cake as the choice of dessert versus pie. Plus, cake is very much more customizable in terms of flavor. Pie, you have that chunky filling and crust. And then not every, I, from what I hear from most people, people like either or. Nobody likes the whole pie together. They either like the crust or the mm. filling. But with cake, there's also ice cream cake. There's like lava mm. cake. Like it's like... So versatile. So All right, sweet. there's just there's just thirty seconds. 
Brandon? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Number one, how dare you? Have you ever had, on a hot summer day, a nice slice of warm apple pie with a fat chunk of ice cream on it? No. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> You've never had it with ice cream, though. Nobody ever, want, nobody ever wants cake on a hot summer day. They only want apple pie. Listen, I'm allergic to most fruits and vegetables, so I can't eat pie. But I would rather <laughs> die than eat cake, okay? I'm hardcore pie all day, every day. That's all I got. <laughs> so this is i think the hardest one i'm not i'm not sure about this one i'd rather die than eat cake is that true no. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go with brandon just to keep the game interesting yeah all right all right we're gonna do two more all right. two more all right abed or troy oh, oh no so you're troy okay i'm troy got it uh, cool, 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 cool. Okay, so it's called Troy and Abed in the morning, not Abed and Troy in the morning, you know? And Troy got a whole freaking uh, life savings from uh, Chevy Chase, the racist off of Community, and uh, he's also skilled in air conditioning repair, and he's dating freaking Britta, you know? Britta's queen, so he's got the queen, he's got the money, he's got his own Troy and Abed in the morning show, and without any played football, he was starting quarterback in high school. What has Abed got? Nothing. All right, there's 30 seconds. You say Abed's got nothing, but he has the whole dreamatorium. The dreamatorium. But like creativity behind Abed is a peak level creativity that we all want to achieve. Like we all want that brain. And like Abed is definitely one of the most memorable characters uh, because of his eccentric personality eccentric. and who he is. And just you say dating Britta like it was an accomplishment but come on like they use Britta as an ironic turn to like when she screws something up like you saying that like it's a good thing like Abed has girlfriends too and All right. Abed there's 30 seconds That's a, that was a good one um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Troy yeah Troy and Abed in the morning I, that was like I thought about that argument before and I was like if I get Troy I'm using that like but... we, we appreciate that thank you Alex so now it's 3-3 three, three. yeah three, okay the tie right. or the yeah tiebreaker tie round oh no guitar or drums oh, okay yeah ready so there's a reason why there's a whole stereotype of the guitar player as all the girls fall for him because the guitar is just like a beautiful instrument a very popular instrument and it like guitar is very diverse it could be acoustic guitar bass so it could cover many genres of music like country or rock or punk using bass yeah <laughs> Alright. As a lifelong drummer, there's a reason why I drum. And two na his name is Travis Barker. The drummer has become the biggest part of the band. He's got that versatile hand movements, which we all know is good. And then he's out there, he's holding the band down. He is the true, the drummer is a true musician in any band. They're the ones that provide the beat. The song, you want a slow song, you have a slow beat. You want a fast song, you have a fast beat. Do you know who Tom DeLonge is? Nope. Do you know who Travis Barker is? Nope. Yes, you do. You My really do. My <laughs> Okay, so people remember the drummer. They remember the beat. They remember the song. All right. Who's the winner, Alex? The winner is Liz oh, because, she mentioned, because she mentioned the bass. Oh. And I'm a bass player. Okay, but <laughs> that's not fair. Okay. But, <laughs> but, uh, do you know who Travis... You know Travis Barker, right? 
Yeah. And you know, like the, all the members. Okay, so like he's my favorite like drummer, and that's why I, I drum because of Travis Barker. But you know what? <clears throat> you so, gotta close out so, that. <laughs> so uh, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we you are the absolute best, and we uh, we can't wait to have you on probably again uh, as our on our final farewell season in season three. So from your boy Brandon, your girl Liz, and from Alex, Alex Jenkins. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Thank you guys. <laughs>